try to do a few of those because the sound I want to make right now is more like this. <laughs> I'm recording this podcast a week before I'm going to compete in Vegas. By the time this episode comes out, Masters Worlds will be over. I'll still be in Vegas, probably having a really fun time, and the competition will be done. I'm really looking forward to the done part because I've been feeling anxious and kind of afraid and frustrated over the last few weeks as I've increased my prep for Worlds. And just you know, I do know there's a difference between Masters Worlds and Worlds. I just call it Worlds for shorthand. I was debating whether or not to put out an episode on my Worlds prep before or after I competed, and I decided to put one out before because I want to capture what I'm thinking and feeling now, in this time before I know the outcome. Honestly, these past few weeks have been challenging. I've been feeling frustrated with myself at times because anxieties I had earlier in my competition journey are coming up again. I'll catch myself dress rehearsing the anxiety I'm going to feel right before I step onto the mats and I'll be like, no, we don't do this anymore. (laughs) I'll find myself in those moments and think back to things I've said on this podcast and I'll feel disappointed because I feel like I'm falling back into the same patterns. I'll be like, come on, Hamilton, listen to your own advice. I've had competitions recently where my anxiety was so much lower than it's been in the past and I felt like I really made progress in that area. And when I take a step back, I do know that I have made progress. I'm just taking on a bigger challenge now. This is the highest level competition I've ever done. And so, of course, it's going to push me in new ways. I started really intentionally preparing for Worlds seven weeks ago. After my last competition, I went down to San Diego for a few days to hang out with my mom. And then when I came back, Jason and I really started getting to work. I increased my strength and conditioning routines, and I started really thinking about my technical game plan. When I first started competing, takedowns were my only option. I truly did not even practice pulling guard until like my fifth competition. I knew the concept of it, and I could do a guard pull, but I had no idea what would come next. And even when I did start to have an idea, I've only ever pulled guard in a competition because I was tired, and I was just like, fuck, we need to get this thing going. But I really wanted a guard pull option because I've also tired myself out going for takedowns and I felt like that's impacted the outcome of the match. And I think it's best for me to have both a takedown option and a guard pull option. A big priority for me was building off my De La Hiba because I've been getting to that position for months, but I just had little success doing anything more than hanging out there for a while. So Jason and I worked on it, and he taught me this wrestle-up from there that just feels like a very me move, and I actually started hitting it in rolls. It's been working out really well for me. Bash, Abigail, and Daniel all helped me with it too and helped me connect it to my over-underpass, and I am so excited about that combo. If I can get that daily heave wrestle-up during Worlds, that would be so fucking cool. We also worked on my turtle and half guard, which I haven't had quite as much success with, but you know, we're getting there. For four weeks, I was doing some type of comp prep, whether it was going to class, strength and conditioning work, or what Jason and I would call our syllabus work, five to seven days a week. And I was actually really enjoying it. I felt motivated to learn and like I was getting a little bit better at a time. 
But I was also devoting a lot of energy to this thing, and that was starting to wear on me. And in week five, I had a meltdown. I think I was just burnt out on it. I went to class Monday night, and I felt so tired, and like I just didn't have the will to kill, to fight hard. I took three days off from training. I really wanted it to be a restorative time to come back really refreshed and excited to keep going, but I just spent that time feeling worn out and like I wasn't doing enough to prepare. I had one day that was particularly rough. I was working at my laundromat. I just couldn't focus on anything, even basic stuff. And I just drove home in silence. Usually I listen to podcasts or music, but I just drove and cried. Like I ugly cried. You know the kind I'm talking about where you're just trying to hide your face from everyone else on the road? Like it wasn't cute. It felt so hard to find the level of motivation that I needed to keep going at the intensity that I wanted to keep going at. And I was afraid that I hadn't done enough up to that point and there wasn't enough time left to do as much as I wanted to do. I spent most of the evening just feeling shitty. I almost think I needed to hit some sort of emotional bottom and just really go through the feelings tunnel before I was ready to come out the other side. I didn't wake up the next morning feeling fantastic or honestly even feeling like I wanted to train, but I did know that I wanted to be as prepared as possible for Worlds. And I knew that getting stuck in this loop with myself of, have I done enough? Is there time to do enough? What is enough? was just a waste of time. My time would be better spent training. If you listen to my episode with Mel, you heard her talking about learning to exit the conversation with herself, referring to times when she was stuck in unproductive mental patterns. That has been such a helpful phrase for me to keep in mind because I will just get stuck in these loops of worrying and there's this anxious energy that tells me that's a productive thing to do, but it's really not. I think what felt so frustrating for me was that the experience felt so hard, but not in the way that I wanted it to be. Obviously, I knew preparing for Worlds was going to be challenging, and I like taking on challenges. But I imagined and wanted the challenges to be physical. I wanted to be problem-solving, trouble areas, getting in a lot of drilling, pushing my cardio. I imagined those things really pushing me in good, uncomfortable ways. But I was also being pushed mentally and emotionally. I was struggling to feel motivated, like I even wanted to train. I was also struggling with insomnia. I'd wake up in the middle of the night and it would take me hours to get back to sleep, which only compounded my lack of motivation because it just feels so much harder for me to train when I'm tired. During that meltdown day, I felt like I didn't even want to do worlds anymore. I never actually had the intention to pull out, but I just had this feeling of like, fuck this, I'm tired, I just want it to be over. That emotional resistance to training was hard to deal with because I didn't feel like I should be feeling that way. I didn't feel like it should be hard like that. And I felt like I was off the path. I felt like I was wasting time dealing with my feelings when I could have been doing something more productive. Now that I'm a couple weeks past this, I can see that this was actually a really important moment in the journey for me. I needed to practice being okay with what was hard. 
think I often feel like people who really care about something and want to work hard at it don't struggle with motivation. And when I do struggle with motivation, I feel like it must be because I'm not committed enough. And the insomnia made me feel like I didn't have control over myself. And I was really afraid I wouldn't be able to sleep the night before Worlds and that it would have a big impact on my performance. After a lot of thought, I came to an understanding that I just had to accept that those were the things that were a struggle for me, even if I didn't want them to be. And I had to train with them. I made a decision that preparing the best I could to perform well at Worlds was more important to me than trying to alleviate discomfort. And that training with discomfort would allow me to have more trust in myself the day of. So after the meltdown, I went back to it. I trained every day for seven days straight, took a rest day, did strength and conditioning the next day, and then finished up another seven days of jujitsu. I think something that helped me get back into it was that I was more okay with feeling unmotivated. So I was less judgmental of myself when it happened, and then I felt less frustrated when I was training. I also began thinking less about whether or not I was doing well enough in training and more just about training hard and always trying. This is the most I've ever trained. I've been going to the comp class at my gym and just getting my fucking ass kicked. (laughs) I really like it, though. It's a whole hour of just king of the mat specific training and then rounds. And it's often a lot of really good black belts with the occasional lower belt sprinkled in. And I'm out there just fighting my darndest and not getting very far. But I go back the next day, even when it feels really hard, even when I've only slept for four hours. I haven't let lack of sleep or motivation be an excuse to not train because I know I won't have that option day of. I want to be able to believe in myself to go hard, no matter what disadvantage I might be at. And I feel really proud of myself for that. There are so many ways that my prep for Worlds could have been more sophisticated. I could have taken better notes. I could have been more consistent about recording rounds and watching footage. I could have tracked my strength training better. And I'm sure once the competition is over, I'm going to have other reflections I can't anticipate yet about how I want to prepare better next time. But I'm proud of what I have done, especially considering other constraints in my life at the moment And the fact that this is my first time preparing for Worlds. Getting ready for larger competitions isn't a skill I've practiced yet, so I'm getting my first rep in. Most of all, I'm proud of the fact that I kept going. That I practiced fighting hard when things felt hard, when I was uncomfortable and not at 100%. I started saying this thing to myself over the past couple of weeks, which sounds kind of silly, but I find it really helpful. I'll say hard things are hard, Hamilton. Instead of telling myself this shouldn't be hard or it shouldn't be hard like this, I give myself permission to have the experience I'm having and I push forward. I don't know what's going to happen next week. The outcome is ungraspable. But I do really believe that regardless of how I perform, my prep for Worlds has made my jiu-jitsu better. And that's something I get to keep. Here's the thing. I'm going to be a world champion one day. I know this because I've decided I'm either going to be dead or not done trying yet. Like master eight, here we go. I'm there. I'm willing to work and wait for this shit. 
no matter what happens in my matches, I'll be coming back. So one more week, not really too much work left to be done at this point. I'm nervous, but I'm also really excited. We've got a whole crew from our gym going out and it's going to be so much fun to watch everyone compete and get to hang out in Vegas. And I'm also really grateful. There have been so many people who have invested in me and pushed me during this journey. I want to first off thank my husband, Jason, who was my first coach and who continues to coach me even when I'm admittedly a little annoying of a student. You put in hours of preparation into this with me, teaching me and drilling with me and encouraging me. And you really made space in our life for me to pursue this and respected it as a very important thing to me. And I'm so grateful for that. And that we get to share a passion for jujitsu together. Thank you for taking this on with me. I also want to thank Abigail, Bash, and Daniel for giving me feedback on my game, drilling with me, helping me troubleshoot, and being really supportive teammates and friends. A special thank you to Abigail, who has been one of my most valuable training partners. I so appreciate the many rounds you put in with me, the ways you've challenged me, and how generous you've always been in helping me get better. I want to thank the whole team at Half Gracie Berkeley as well, especially the instructors I've worked with the most, Eduardo, Ahmed, Alan, and Jonah. You've all devoted time and attention to help me prepare, and I really appreciate that. I have so many great training partners to thank as well. Even though I often wish I had more female training partners, I really am lucky to have a lot of guys who are great to roll with and who really help me get better. I never imagined myself doing a combat sport with a bunch of dudes, but I really do feel so welcome at the gym, even when I'm the only woman in class, and I have the whole Half Gracie Berkeley community to thank for that. I also want to thank Tay and the women's class at Half Gracie San Francisco for letting me drop in and for getting in some great work with all of you. I really appreciated the tough roles. Hard things are hard, and these past seven weeks have been hard for me. They've also been really rewarding, and I'm so glad I decided to take on this challenge, to commit to it, and to give it everything I have in the face of uncertainty. I'm excited to see how I do next week. I'll let you know how it goes. And no matter what, I'll be back. Future world champion, remember? Thanks for listening to this episode, everyone. If you want to support the show, you can rate, review, subscribe, or share an episode with a friend. Find me on Instagram. I'm at a higher flow. Talk to you later.